What is good, guys? This is Madness Gamer 255, and we are back with PGTR. First and foremost, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you guys have a good, safe holiday with you and your loved ones, your family, all that good stuff. Um, I know I went on the hiatus again. I just want to let you guys know that um, I went back to school. So with work, school, you know, gym, I didn't really have time to be doing the podcast and it sucked because, you know, I like doing it and plus, you know, adults and it sucked. <laughs> but yeah, I was taking care of that and I definitely got my certification in three months instead of six because... You know, I definitely need to get, you know, I, I, I got to get on the ball with several things, especially in my life, but I'm not here for that. I'm here for gaming, so let's get into it. Of course, I've been gaming while I was on my hiatus, and I played several games, and one of the games that I've played, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, that came out last October on the 5th. Uh, give a big shout out to Ubisoft for going back to their roots. I know there were gamers that was not happy about this direction that Ubisoft made, but I felt, in my opinion, it was necessary for them to go to this direction. And I'm going to give a good example. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I love the game. I've invested hours in that game. Last time I checked, it was, what, 235? It was something over 200. And, you know, I got... Thor's hammer, Excalibur, like I got the whole Thor's outfit, like I've invested, I've taken out the order, like there was so many things that I've done in that game. However, I felt that that game was definitely in a separate entity than a normal Assassin's Creed And, you know, I didn't get the vibes of uh, Atahir, a Ezio, and, you know, I didn't get those vibes from, you know, playing as Avar. And I'm not going to put Connor in that situation because that Assassin's Creed 3, like Randy Jackson said, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> and I'm not even going to go there with that damn engine. But, you know, playing the game, doing the raid, the raid was fun in Valhalla. I don't care what anyone say. Like, throwing freaking torches on the houses and watching it burn and all that other stuff, taking treasure chests and all that. Like, it was, it, it was definitely, you know, it was cool. You know, riding the boat, come on shore with your crew, wreck it, wreck it up. You know, it, it was definitely fun. But again, for what I'm saying, for what it's worth, it was definitely a separate entity. And I kind of have the urge to go back and start playing it again. Because I know there was one DLC I have not played. And I believe it was the last one to tell Avar's story. But uh, when I get there, I'll definitely get there. Uh, I was playing uh, Final Fantasy 16 recently. You know, I achieved getting my Platinum Trophy. And, you know, that was definitely a fleet that I've enjoyed. You know, because I enjoyed the game. I know a lot of people... They've given in that game a lot of criticism. And for me personally, that criticism that is coming from fans, to me personally, in my opinion, I don't really think it's necessary. Sometimes change is good, and sometimes change is bad. 
but before I go back to that you know Final Fantasy because if y'all if do recall I did a Final Fantasy 16 episode you know ranting about my GameStop experience let me finish up with the Assassin's Creed Mirage so when I played Assassin's Creed Mirage it definitely felt like I said it was basically we was back in his roots we was telling the story of how the assassins became the assassins which was great and the origins of it so it was definitely good and fresh i'm like damn i really feel like i'm back in the vibe of assassins because remember you know you get the target you know once you get your information get your feather take out the target take the feather wipe that neck off the blood basically that symbolizes your your execution of your target and go on to the next it was definitely it definitely felt like i was back in the roots of it and it, i do like the timeline that they did they did it basically before the atayer story and they did it before of course you know the valhalla timeline so definitely like i said ubisoft good job on that and i definitely had fun with you know with the tools that y'all were like the blow dart you know the poison you can switch it to poison smoke bombs explosive all that good stuff so it was definitely I had my fun with it and it definitely needed to basically fill up that gap because we're gonna go on to the next game that I played and that is Marvel Spider-Man 2 and that game was released the same month as Assassin's Creed Mirage Mirage came out with the fifth I'm about to say the third but no it's the fifth and then I believe Spider-Man 2 came out the same Ooh, I had to give me some water arched but let's get into it mm. Mm -mm. I can say this I did not get the same magic I've gotten with Marvel Spider-Man 1 that I got with 2 and that's for several reasons and the most the top reason for me the absolute top for me that did it for me was the glitches when i played marvel spider-man 1 i didn't get no glitches the game it ran great it was crisp i ain't had to worry about none of that marvel spider-man 2 that was a different story and there was two glitches that was on uh, memorable to me because i was streaming both times that these happened horrible time for it to happen but it happened and the first glitch that i remember doing experiencing i mean is i was fighting peter parker i was miles morales and i was fighting peter parker in his symbiote outfit and peter just got it stuck in a damn tree <laughs> and for the life of me i could not get him down for crap so I had to restart the game and do the fight all over again. And then um, I was stuck in Craven's damn cave. And there was an entryway I had to uh, bust open. But the action button for some reason didn't trigger. So I had to restart and do that crap again. And I was just, I was over it. I was like, nah, this ain't the same. This ain't the same vibe that I got from Marvel Spider-Man 1 and you know when the marvel spider-man trailer happened 
we already know who we was there for. It wasn't fucking Peter Parker or Miles Morales, it was Venom. Let's, let's keep it 100. We was there for some damn Venom. Did we get Venom? Yes. We did. Um, but... How we got him as playable. When we go into playable terms, he was story. Yes, he was, but... Did we have a chance to play with Ven as Venom? Yes, but they, they kind of gave us like a little appetizer. Like a little, little, little cupcake right there. A little mini, like the mini cupcake to nibble on. And nah, bro. Like that, it wasn't good enough for me. And I had to make the best out of the best out of that damn mission we played as Venom. And then the boss fight with Craven, which was, I ain't gonna lie, it was pretty epic. Because my man decapitated Craven's head. And that was. I was flawed. I was flabbergasted when it happened. So when that happened, I was hyped. But overall, you know, the game, you know, I still give it a thumbs up. It's just I didn't have the same magic I felt with Marvel Spider-Man One. And I know several people reached out to me because they got worried about Peter Parker, and they thought that he was going to basically have the same demeanor and go the same route as the movie and we're talking about um sony's uh spider-man 3 with toby Maguire, and just just to give people some insight and give them a side release that's not the route they went so you guys can breathe easily and just be happy with it <laughs> As you know, when Peter Parker, when he wears the suit, the demeanor changes because the symbiote, you know, has its own personal effect on his his emotions and actions. But yeah, we didn't have that scene with him and Mary Jane. I'm so happy we didn't. But uh, yeah, it looks like we're gonna have a Marvel Spider-Man three, and it looks like we're gonna pretty much the Peter Parker story looks like is going to be done with and it looks like we're gonna go you know straight forward with just miles morales which i'm cool with because i've no basically known the peter parker story since what i was a kid you know and it's just sometimes it's that time just to pass the torch along and i'm ready for that and i hope he, that the next the next miles morales game doesn't not feel like it should have been a dlc than the game itself because when I played the Miles Morales Spider-Man game when it came out when the PS5 first got released it definitely felt like a damn DLC more as a game as a whole so it's definitely one of them things we just have to wait and see so those were pretty much the three well two new games and then Final Fantasy 16 so let me just let me just knock that out because it keeps on Final Fantasy 16, I know, like I said, I did an episode basically on my rant of what I had to go through with GameStop. But let's, let's talk about the game a little bit more. I've played the game. I did four playthroughs, two just basically standard regular mode, and I did two fantasy modes recently because I know that the fantasy mode, it, it drunk up that juice on that, that damn system. And, you know, a lot of people's PS5s are crashing, and I ain't want to do that because... PS5s was not cheap and it was not easy to freaking find back then so I'm not trying to even deal with that headache and 
you know i know a lot of gamers they don't really you know like change especially for titles they've known their whole life and they're so used to and you know for final fantasy 16 i could not see that game being turn-based just the play style just how the game was built turn-based was not it's not it's not where it's at and if it was turn-based i would not have picked up the copy because it, it was too it was very how it was built you had to have control of your character and especially when you did the icon battles icon battles were freaking epic especially the phoenix he freak from fusing together and you know freaking fighting bahamut that that boss fight oh my gosh that was amazing and titan lost like yo it when it came to the icon battles it was going down it was going down so let's get real would you think that being turn-based will you get the same satisfaction as you playing a free base and me looking at it me playing it over and over i, I couldn't see myself I, i'll probably be disappointed just like final fantasy 7 remake i love the fact that they went the route they went i know one of my my peers he was like oh man it's not turn-based but i'm like do you see how amazing it looks? just the remake itself like would you really want to play this turn-based I, I couldn't see myself doing like the freedom that you have and what you can do is it, it you definitely won't get that turn-based you know games there's certain games that i would never want to see get out of the turn-based type of vibes like for example pokemon it could stay in turn-based because those game, those type of games, they're meant for turn-based. Like I know it went to the Pokemon DX, but that was its own different entity. But Pokemon itself, yeah, that definitely it can stay in turn-based. And Persona, I know we had Persona Five Strikers where they went a little bit different on that, and I liked it. But I'm cool with it being a turn-based. So. You know those will work but when it comes to final fantasy and the changes that they're making you know it's kind of cool that we're we're stepping away from the turn base because you have a little bit more abilities you have a little bit more you know freedom and you can control certain things like for example i was fighting behemoth and for those who fought behemoth there's basically when you get its health to the end there is a move that he does where he summons his giant damn freaking meteor trying to basically obliterate you and imagine if it was turn-based and it was the behemoth turn and you couldn't do anything about it because this this move right here basically it will take everything you know basically take your whole health so i know people like oh man I want turn base, but when you get to stuff like that, you wanna hate it. Cause it's like, damn, that's that one move just basically wipe me out. What the hell I'm gonna do? And for me, when you play in a free base, right, there's different icon abilities. And if you go with you know the Phoenix, even though technically this is a a free ability, there's an ability called the Willow Will of the Whites. So what you can do, if that sucker's coming down 
use the will of the whites and you got the firebrook absorbing the damage for you or if you got the um if you got the talesman from the dlc that echoes of the fallen you can tackle that with one because there's a talesman i forgot what was it called that once your health is depleted it would generate your limit break to activate and that can be another route but again you know what i'm saying going back to it you do have options but if you want a turn-based type of vibe you wouldn't be having the ability to use the will of the white's ability to generate those fireballs to absorb that damage if you didn't have that talesman so for those who want the um turn-based i get it classic but let's just know this this the options and just explore it and just look at the pros and cons with that so but i played the echoes of the fallen not too long of a dlc but you do get some cool stuff and that omega butt boss fight was insane it definitely it definitely got the blood flowing you know the hands to sweating and it's just like holy shit like this was damn intense and my gosh glad it's over uh, when I first played Omega, I had to go online actually to see what strategies that other gamers use because I'm like, yo, this is not working out. Um, especially when you get to the second phase, it was not working out. And I, and I saw some pretty good things on there and it definitely helped me out. And when I played it on fantasy mode, I didn't struggle on fantasy mode. Not even just for the fact that I leveled up because guess what? They get harder too. Uh, the bosses and... Uh, the enemies you fight they get stronger but it was just the flow that um i was able to to adjust to in that fight it just made everything go so smooth i strengthened and it was a definitely it was definitely good i can't wait for the dlc with leviathan just to see you know what abilities you're going to get with leviathan how the the icon itself is going to look because these icons these models look amazing especially odin's first of all odin that man is a fucking g you know just the sword and especially when they split the damn scene in half like it was it was insane so for those who's giving a crap about this game just give it some time man get why don't you really invest your time in it play it and just and just look at it it's like the things that you could do in that game would you be able to do if you played the turn base? So then, like I'm saying, just just give it a chance. Just definitely give it a chance. But yeah, I got my platinum trophy in it. You know, I, I spent over two, well, close to 200 hours or over two. I gotta check again. But I'm just prepping myself for the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth that's coming next month. I can't wait for it. You know, I heard there's gonna be more Sephiroth in here, so I'm definitely interested. Kind of makes me want to play the classic Final Fantasy VII just to get the nostalgia up again. Um, that's definitely on top of my list as games that I want this year. I know there's a couple of games that should be coming out. I know Metal Gear Solid Remake apparently is going to be announced. Hopefully, it come out this year. I know I said before that it was one of them games that it really didn't need to be like remake remastered but i'm still gonna i'm gonna copy because out of out of all the metal gear solids metal gear solid is in my top my top three 
because you know I love you know Sons of the Patriots and then definitely you got Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater especially for the survival tactics that they added in the game you know you can basically hunt hunt for food and all that good stuff so definitely good mechanics they put in that game along with the story and you know I hated this boss fight the most it was the boss fight with the end you know you going at it on a sniper battle in the forest but you know what it was definitely a smart way to do it it was very challenging and when you look at it as a gamer perspective you know there's nothing long, wrong with a good challenge also let me see silent hill 2 i know a lot of people are amped up about that i'm gonna do a hard pass you know i can watch people play silent hill but silent hill is really not my thing and and not i'm not hating on it it's just it's just not for me and um i remember when i was a kid just watching my dad play in silent hill one that junk gave me the heebie-jeebies and it still gives me the heebie-jeebies now watching other gamers play it <laughs> that junk is very demonic and it, it, it honestly if you play that junk in vr if they ever made it to vr you can probably see a lot of jump scares in it and i know it was going to be surprising because gamers saw me play like freaking the evil within and you know freaking resident evil 7 and village but it ain't nothing i can honestly say that that ain't nothing compared to silent hill 1 Let me see what else we got. I know, let me see. Dragon Balls. I'm here at zero. Uh, I don't know. Um, honestly, I'm not ready to move on from Kakarot. I really feel like they should put the DLC for the Tournament of Power. You know, they DLCs, when it comes to the timeline, it's very inconsistent. You know, they went from, you know, the Beerus then the Freezer's army, then they went, took it all the way back to go with the with the trunk and the Android storyline, and then we went to the Bardock, and then we went to the tournament, like the Dragon Ball. So I don't, I don't know what else they're gonna do. Should they do the tournament of power? Yes, especially for the fact that you know you in Super Saiyan Blue. Why not try to get Goku's Ultra Instinct? So. I think they should do it and i think once they do it or if they do it i will feel the field of this game and be ready to move on to a next game because that's another game that i have spent a lot of hours on so i would definitely will hope they would do it uh i also seen trailers of rise of the ronin that is something that I am interested in of checking out a little bit more. So we'll definitely have to see about that. So if I get it, I'll definitely talk about it. Uh, let me go a little bit more into the Nintendo side of things. So I haven't really got a lot of games for it per se. Um, I did get like two games from like the Nintendo eShop. Uh, my buddy Craig, he did get me Mario Wonder, which I enjoy very much. I wasn't expecting to have so much fun with it, but my biggest gripe with it was the the co-op. So Nintendo has this bad habit of making 
games with co-op and it's really not beneficial so if you haven't played mario wonder yet or if you have and haven't you know tackled the the co-op option pretty much it's more to me more of a navigation so i can play with say for example Giordio or waking with the mask and we can play with each other we'd be on the same level but we can't really interact with each other and basically i can see where he's going they can see where i'm going but say if we wanted to kick some butt some, some bad guys butt we can't even do that so it's really pointless and you know nintendo they still haven't really you know nip that in the butt when it comes to co-op and i'm gonna give you another example let's talk about bayonetta a little bit bayonetta 3. you think that bayonetta 3 will have that climax especially that they kind of went like the whole bayonetta universe per se you would think because we have all types of different bayonettas so it's like okay why not have a cat climate? No, they didn't put it on me. And it's just like, what? <laughs> so, uh, I wasn't feeling that. And But speaking of Bayonetta, let's give a shout out to Giordio. So for those who have not subscribed to Giordio's channel and you're a Bayonetta fan, I will highly recommend that you do. Recently, Giordio has released a new project. It's on his channel. It's called Bayo TV. It's all Bayo all the time. That means you get to watch Bayonetta content 24-7, 365 days a year. That's including weekends and holidays, folks. So, yeah, definitely tune in to watch the content on there. But, yeah, me and Giordio, we are planning on making a Bayonetta 3 you know, podcast episode because there's a lot of things we got to talk about on that because I definitely felt some type of way about it. Um, but let me see the other two games I played for Nintendo at the end of the year. I got like, um, what a mechanical stimulator, which you know, I, I usually play when I just feel kind of you know bored or that's needed to just you know kill some time you know it, it does the job it, it's not that bad and then i have the the what was it the police simulator um you know i kind of wish there was an update with that they have uh several glitches and it's like i i got the swat car and <laughs> just the way he answers the car is like yo i need to fix this because when he goes, tries to go in the SWAT car, it's just, you see his whole body sitting outside of the damn truck, and they, then it, magically he just goes in the damn truck, and it's like, this is no free, so we gotta fix that. Uh, for this year for Nintendo, I've heard a couple of things, you know, one game that I definitely want to get, and I kind of shame on me. For not even playing this game when it was out on the Nintendo 64, uh, was Paper Mario. I'm upset with myself that I've never played Paper Mario, and I didn't know that it was that fun. I I found myself enjoying that game so much, and and mind you, this was a turn-based game, and 
this was this was definitely fun now if they change you know for example, if they was to hypothetically change it up to like where you could free rebase it would i be mad and eh, i won't i don't know but you know i really enjoyed this freaking game and i was so mad at myself i'm like yo how the hell i missed this i've never played paper mario day in my life until recently so i know paper mario thousand year door remaster is supposed to be coming out this year so i am pretty much gonna get me a copy of that i've heard metro prime 4 apparently may be coming out this year hopefully it does you know i heard you know switch 2 they probably gonna make the quote unquote switch 2 that's in the works and we're probably gonna hear about that this year uh i heard stories about yokai watch or i am a fan of yokai watch definitely hopefully we can get a copy of that and you see luigi's mansion 2 to um hd version is my thing i'm a fan of luigi's mansion of course i love you know even though i kind of wish it was one but honestly I don't know i kind of wish they would have did one and two because you know i like one one was my favorite especially that was the first game i got for the gamecube and i was so happy playing that game i had so much fun i played that game probably like seven playthroughs and then i also heard um uh, mario versus donkey kong um it looks for what i've seen it looked pretty cool so i may touch that too and yeah like i don't know so hopefully nintendo they do some things this year you know i i really hope and there's another game that um i want to address because a couple of people asked me about this or how i felt about this was the last of us 2 remastered first of all it's gonna be a, it's gonna definitely i'm gonna pull another randy jackson it's a no for me dog it's definitely a no for me. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, I am a huge advocate for the campaign Justice for Joe Miller. And just the way they went about it, I did not agree with it. People was raving about it, you know, it won Game of the Year awards, which I thought was a bunch of bullshit and i i just didn't like it for those who loved it i don't know how y'all did it that's off to y'all respect to y'all but for me personally i didn't like it at all and i'm gonna tell you why again you already probably know just since i say justice for joe miller i didn't like how they killed off joe you know they did joe real they did him real freaking dirty you know i've respected joel you know people may not agree with how he how he lied to ellie but he did it for her own good because the procedure that she was going to do in, in one wasn't even a guarantee and for those who follow up on the last of us you know that joel lost his daughter and at first he just saw you know ellie as a package to deliver but as the months went by he developed a bond with Ellie. Even though that wasn't his daughter, he felt like that was a second daughter to him, and he got a second chance of having a daughter. 
Oh, he was going to be damned if he was going to lose Ellie for something that wasn't even guaranteed. And you know, we know Ellie was set to to do this because she wanted to save the world. But that's like saying you at work and your your boss tells you something, and he's saying he's it's not a guarantee you'll get a promotion, but we want you to do this. We ain't gonna go by guarantees in life. But sometimes we're gonna be leading to disappointment. So Joel did what he had to do. And when Last of Us 2 was first announced and it was getting closer to launch, I had suspicions Naughty Dog was gonna kill him off. But I would never imagine that they went the route they went. I felt disrespected as a Last of Us fan, and I felt more disrespected for the character on his development, his, his story. That man deserved a hero's death instead of that. I thought he was going to basically be killed by affected while he's trying to save Ellie and he sacrificed himself. And I was not expecting this to happen. And I'm still, you know, for them giving us the Abby story and trying to give her side so we could shed light on why the way she was and just to, you know, cover the. I, I, I was just like, bro, honestly, I'm still trying to wrap my. If Joel killed everybody, and if he. Because remember, we had to play the scene when we was in the hospital when, you know, Joel killed everybody, basically. And I'm just trying to when the hell we had any survivors in that bit. So just them adding that, I didn't like it. And then another uh, important factor in this is Ellie. I didn't like what they did to Ellie. They made her into a fucking monster. And then it's like, hold on, you made her practically to a monster. And for those who disagree, we're going to have to agree to disagree because Ellie killed a pregnant chick. There ain't no going back from that. There's no going back. So, if she kills a pregnant chick, why she can't kill off Abby? Hell, she already freaking went down that dark path, so might as well just murk her off. And they, you know, they put that little flashback of Joel, you know, out on the porch playing his guitar and, you know, basically, basically trying to implicate that's not what Joel will want, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, again, you killed a pregnant chick. She sacrificed her relationship for her love. And then you got this girl leaving, you know, getting the fight with Abby. She basically almost drowned the ass. And when she had the flashback happen, but, you know, during that course of that, that scuffle they had, Abby basically bit off two of her damn fingers. So she lost someone who was like a dad. She lost the love and she lost two fingers. And she's in at the house at the end of the game just playing the guitar. So basically what what the fuck was that about and you know i know there was people saying that on three they're gonna probably have them team up to basically find that nah first of all i'm not getting me last of us three if it ever comes out i'm good on that i'll, I'll pass because they pretty much just besmirched that game I'm, I'm good um i'm good and for those who like i said Hats off to you guys who love the series. We thought that was a great game. Who didn't really see the perception that I saw. You know, more kudos to you. I'm I'm just a real I'm I'm a real Joel fan. Joel Miller, that was my dog. You know, when let me tell you a quick story. When 
I can remember like it was yesterday when I bought Last of Us for the PS3. I remember my friend posted The Last of Us 3 on IG and I'm like, this game looks looks interesting. Looks, you know, looks cool. Went to GameStop, bought me a copy, got me some Chinese food, and hell yeah, I got me an Arizona sweet freaking tea. I went back home and I saw it playing. And I was like, yo, this game is pretty dope. Like, you know, they got the whole survival thing going on, you know, crafting, you know, makes you, you know, think a little bit better, you know, because, you know, you got scavenged for bullets and all that. So basically taking them out tactically, more, you know, lethally, you know, basically you have to, you know, know how you tackle these damn infected. So definitely a good story. And I was raving the game about the game. I did like what five or six playthroughs with the game and I was a big fan. I was sold. I was happy for Last of Us 2. And you know, Naughty Dog just straight shitted on me. That's how I felt. And I know other people felt the same damn way too about it. Because I just felt like we got shitted on. But for those who love it, and I and I I have a feeling why else they love the game, that's the story for a different day. And I'm gonna need more panelists for that you know but but yeah I, I didn't i didn't but just like that is all the time that i have for tonight um yeah you know i'm gone still working on trying to get something done with the guys you know it's definitely I've, I've been hanging out with them you know chatting with them and we're still working on some things to getting set up so we can start doing content again um I know I didn't get really talked about GTA 6, so let me talk about that real quick. Uh first of all, happy that it's coming out. About freaking time. Screw you, Rockstar, for having us wait another damn year and having the door freaking GTA 5 online. <laughs> <laughs> that it yeah, I some buttholes for that, but I'll definitely talk about that. And there was a rumor about uh, GTA 4 being remade. If they do that just to, you know, fill in some time before, you know, 2025 comes out, I'll forgive them because I actually like GTA 4. And, you know, if you would have gave me that instead of having me endure GTA 5 for like how many over a decade and three console generation consoles later, I would have been all right. But you had us freaking basically waste all our time, you know, definitely with microtransactions and all that even though it was not gonna lie gta 5 was fun but it felt like a damn job and i definitely took some money from me from getting some cool shit but anyways just want to say guys it's been a pleasure glad to be back we're gonna definitely chop it up some more i love you guys have a good night